Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Pre-record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's get going, everybody. Friday edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're broadcasting live from the Southern Bank Course Studios in Hattiesburg. Laurel, full gang is here, Bob, Kelly, and Luke. We're glad you're with us. Opening segment of the Friday show, sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Great supporters of ours, great supporters of USM, and a great place to take your family for dinner tonight. We promise you, you will not be disappointed. Anytime you eat at Dickie's, Right here in Hattiesburg. All right, lots to get to today. Southern Miss football, Arkansas State tomorrow night. Got to be talking about that. High school football later in the show. Also a big basketball deal coming up. We're going to talk about that at the end of the show. But right now, want to go to New Orleans. Patrick McGee, NOLA.com, our good buddy, the professor on the Eagle Hour. And All right, Patrick, before we get to the Saints, I'm going to throw this question at you. I'm fascinated with all the publicity swirling around the University of Colorado. And I'll, hey, look, I'll admit, guys, I'm going to sit down at 2.30 tomorrow afternoon and watch them play Oregon because I want to see what happens. Are we seeing seeing just a kind of a media circus around Deion Sanders, or is he really proving himself to be a premier college football coach, Patrick? Well, I mean, Dion's no stranger to a media circus. He's somebody that's, you know, really attracted t- attention all the way back to, to Florida State and before then. So, you know, attention just kind of follows him, and it did so at Jackson State and uh, now at Colorado. And, you know, I mean, he's he's smart. <laughs> he's cap- he's taking advantage of his status and uh, ability to bring attention on his program. And, and obviously he's a, a strong recruiter, somebody that can really kind of relate to athletes. Uh, at this level so uh it's really fascinating how he's gone from you know coaching what a prep school in in texas to to the coach at jackson state now at colorado and really success has followed him every step of the way so he's he's far from a, a circus at this point or a fluke he's he's shown that he can coach i mean it's not going to be perfect every week he's not going to win every football game but uh he, he's putting together rosters not in his as uh, it goes beyond being a strong recruiter obviously he's a good head coach you know he's able to yeah. take control of the program and delegate to assistants on stuff, and and he he's got a good eye for how to manage a game. That's that's often the toughest thing to do as a head coach is manage a game as it plays out. But he's got a real grasp of, of everything that goes into it. So obviously he's a he's a very good head football coach, and and it'll be interesting to see if he gets the opportunity to, to be an NFL coach if he wants to be an NFL coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's 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 obviously getting the job done. Kids want to play for him, don't they? 
Yeah, I mean, he's somebody that's, you know, he's, he, he, you know, kids love it whenever they have a coach who can relate to them and motivate them. And I think Dion is able to do uh, both. And uh, he's, he's just a different, different animal. I mean, he's been doing ads with Nick Saban for a while. And it always feels like he, he's kind of surpassed Nick Saban as kind of the, 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 the name in college football at the moment. Right. Luke, put in perspective just how unique it is to be so talented you can play NFL football and Major League Baseball at the same time. On the on the same day, you know, it's, it's insane. <laughs> I'm it's insane. On the on the exact same day, so um, Patrick, it is it is very unique, and I think his ability to uh, to be able to to get talent, uh, you know, mm-hmm. continues to do that. So, all right, let's um, let's go to uh, let's move to the Saints. Two and zero. You only got to miss Kamara for one more game. Uh, running back yeah. just is a little questionable this week. Uh, I don't think Williams practiced yesterday with a hamstring. Before we get to injuries, um, are, are you concerned at all about the offense? It seems like uh, Panthers probably should have gone for it a few more times. Saints got conservative. Carr just kind of missed some throws. Is, is this just going to kind of be one of those teams where you're going to have to grind it out, lean on your defense every week? I don't. I think we're going to see. You know, as, as soon as they kind of get most people back in the fold in the backfield, I think you'll see this offense kind of continue to get better. I think what's encouraging is that they've closed games pretty strong on offense the last two weeks. Not great, but good, you know, good. Uh, and and Carr has really hit some important throws downfield. So I, I think things are headed in the right direction. The offensive line. The first week it was Trevor Penning that really struggled. This last week it was really. Most everybody had their moments where they struggled on the offensive line. So I think as long as protection improves uh, for Derek Carr, the offense will get better. And whenever Kamara's back in there and and, and Miller kind of gets his confidence, I think we're going to see this offense improve as the season goes on. I think we'll see the offensive line get better uh, with the young guy at left tackle. I think everybody's going to kind of improve as the season goes along, as long as they stay healthy. So I'm not that concerned about the offense because it's just obvious they have much more left that in them, I think we'll see more points on the board. Maybe not, you know, this week, but here in the in the say going into week six and week seven. Yeah, one thing you know, Carr did do. He distributed the ball well. Lave six catches, Thomas yeah. seven catches, Shahid four catches. But I mean, Taysom Hill. Um, when when Williams got banged up, Tony Jones Jr. had a a, a good game with two touchdowns. But I basically mm-hmm. like Taysom Hill became RB two and. Especially with some of the counter option they ran, and sometimes they just put him back there. I mean, is he a, is he realistic? You know, to to do to to be the the second running back against the Packers, and you know, does his running increase moving forward? Yeah, well, I think uh, this week, I think there's a good chance we'll see more of him out there, uh, just because they're they're basically going to be with Kendra Miller and Tony Jones uh, going up there. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what Miller can do. This will be his first action in the NFL. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's why they only carried two running backs uh, to Carolina is they knew if something went haywire, they could just, well, we'll just put Taysom Hill in some direct snap situations and let him run with it and let him be the bulk of the ground game. So I, th- I think that's kind of where he fits in now. I thought maybe this year they would kind of they would still utilize him kind of like they are, but they wouldn't use him quite as much. But, obviously, uh, they're really going to kind of lean on him, especially this week, I think. Uh, once they get Kamara – it's really TBD on whenever Williams is going to get back. It, this may be multiple weeks uh, where he's not going to be available. I think it, just the first sign from Dennis Allen is that he's going to need some time to uh, kind of sit this one out as a hamstring injury. So uh, we'll see. But as, as long as they get to – if they can get through this week, 
and get to next week with Kamara coming back in, you have to feel pretty good about where this team's going. Patrick, when you look at the rest of the NFC South, what do you make of the start that the Falcons and the Buccaneers have had? Yeah, it, really no surprise. Well, I mean, it is a little surprise. I mean, everybody knew the Falcons were good, going to be good on defense. I think they're maybe even a touch better than people expected. The Buccaneers, nobody nobody really saw that coming. I haven't seen them play yet, so I don't really have much to give on that. But Maker Mayfield has always kind of had that in him. We saw it at times with the Browns. Uh, especially had one really good season, uh, but he played on some bad football teams as, as well. So there's, you know, you got as long as you got Mike Evans at receiver and, and some of the guys they've had on defense, they have a chance to be competitive. Uh, whether they can kind of keep that going in the long run, I don't know. I mean, whenever the Saints and the Buccaneers get together, uh, I could see May, uh, Mayfield and company kind of struggling against that defense. Uh, but I, I think Atlanta is going to be a tough team to kind of tangle with just as good as they are defensively, and they play it pretty conservatively on offense. So uh, that's the type of team that's going to you know, be in most games that they're in, uh, that they're playing. So we'll see. It, it, you know, it, the NFC South is significantly better than anybody really expected. The Panthers are down. Uh, but, yeah, this is a league where there's potentially two, po- two playoff teams coming out of it. But uh, it's, I guess we'll probably have to wait till the midway point of the season to really kind of judge this division. As much as we love the Saints, uh, I, I can't help but think that the NFC Championship may have to go through San Francisco because, Bob Getty, the 49ers look great. The 49ers uh, really, really look good. You know, Patrick, I yeah. it's been a long time since I've seen a team with so many offensive weapons as the 49ers have. Yeah, they're they're really good. I, I like Purdy. From, somebody commented a couple of weeks ago, oh, it's a, Purdy is just Trevor Simeon. <laughs> it, I was like, I was like, who have you been watching? I mean, whenever I saw Purdy throw the ball last year, I was like, man, those throws are just on point. Uh, he's he's really kind of a perfect guy to plug into a system that they run there in San Francisco. He's not that big, strong guy that's going to take off and run it, but he's going to really hit his passes and, and, and be smart with the ball and really throw a nice deep ball. So, yeah, the, the 49ers, I think, right now are probably the best team in the NFL. Yeah, I, I don't think that uh, you can really argue with that. Well, he's an Iowa State kid. That This can't be surprising. So, so we know he's not real smart, this is, but he's very talented. <laughs> this is the Eagle Hour with with a Saints segment, Kelly. Just oh, remember okay. that. All right, gotcha. <laughs> All right, Patrick, uh, give, us your, give us your prediction for the Saints this weekend. Against the Pack. Uh, I see another low-scoring game. I, I think the Saints probably come away with it, but it's going to be a really, really tight game. I think it's kind of a coin toss. I'll take the Saints 21-17. Well, the big debate in my house with the women in my family is who is the best looking now? Is it Derek Carr or is it Jimmy G? What do you say, Kelly? Who who, who really catches your eye better? Well, you know I'm a Joe Burrow guy. Yeah. Well, he wasn't in the running. <laughs> oh, Why okay. are we asking this question? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Did you, did you want to comment on that, Patrick? Did you have any options? Well, I mean, I, I think I, it's hard to, uh, to knock Jimmy G off of his uh, I think you're right. No, I, think I mean, you're Derek right. Carr is a good guy, but it looks like he's got natural eyeliner, and that just doesn't do it. <laughs> and, and Miss Angela Getty says it's Jimmy G. Oh, no question about that. Yeah. She's a Jimmy G girl. There ain't no doubt. <laughs> All right, Patrick. Thank you, buddy. Have a good weekend. All right, y'all too. Patrick McGee, everybody know Who do you think, Luke? You didn't you didn't pick you didn't pick one. I think Derek Carr is a good quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> he likes Lauren. We'll get, we'll get Lauren's opinion. Lauren on this Johnson. Next week. Yeah, she'll have an opinion. We'll be right back.
Southern Miss to the top. All right, we've taken a vote. Jimmy G remains the best-looking quarterback. Kelly, you, abstained. Were, you, you were on board with that, right? It, yeah, was, it was sure. three yes and one abstained. Luke's, Luke's not voting. Uh, don't know why. Why here? Why would I vote? That that's that's still. I'm just pondering. I've had four minutes to ponder since that question was asked. Why? Why? I mean, can't you? You can admit somebody's good looking, regardless yeah, of what what yeah. gender they are, Correct. even if they're undecided about their gender. <laughs> I, I cheer for quarterbacks and football teams because of their athleticism. Yeah, but you're a guy. You're a guy. Man, the women cheer for Jimmy G. Cause they We've got um, lots of great football games uh, tomorrow <laughs> yes, to did. talk about, guys. All right, well, let's talk real quick about uh, Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. talking about special people. Miss Kathleen, down at Campus Bookmart, CampusBookmart.net. She's busy all the time. Hardest working woman I know. You can shop online, CampusBookmart.net. You can shop in the store seven days a week right across the street from the Southern Miss Campus. Be sure to... Tell Miss Kathleen that the guys from the Eagle Hour said hello. Actually, Miss Kathleen just texted me and said she too votes for Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. G. Yeah. Jimmy G. So it's four yes, Jimmy G's, one abstention. Yes. From Luke. if you decide to change your mind during the course of the show, Lou, you, you Luke, you feel free to speak up. Okay. Appreciate that, guys. All right, um, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow is the day to watch college football. I mean, Eagles play at six, so basically, if you want to watch. You've got opportunities all day long. There are six top 25 matchups tomorrow. Bob, you already mentioned one of them. At 2.30, you've got Colorado and Oregon, 19-13, UCLA, Utah, 22-11, and 11, and the team up north in Alabama at, at 2.30. All that's at 2.30. You know, throughout the day, Oregon State, Washington State, OSU, Notre Dame, that's the top ten, Iowa and Penn State. Florida State plays Clemson. Clemson's not ranked, but I'll tell you what. It is a a college football uh, t- tomorrow. It, it's that type of day. Yeah, now, on our picks, we are already. Uh, How far ahead am I, you guys? How far uh, are you guys behind me? Uh, well, Bob, we mentioned yesterday that you are currently uh, three games behind me and, and uh, two behind I Kelly. You but must have been kidding, Kelly. I should have done it yesterday. Yeah. I, I almost took Georgia State. So did I, actually. Um, I Jordan, didn't. Wow, Georgia State good. whooped Coastal. I mean, Coastal scored late, but I mean it's thirty to seventeen. Uh, Grayson McCall threw for close to three hundred yards, but a Georgia State four and zero, and in the Sun Belt, important for our listeners to know, both Troy and Louisiana have to play Georgia State, and I think that will ultimately benefit the Eagles. Yeah, we don't. We yeah, don't have to play them. Right. Let's get to those picks. Let's since you brought it up, let me see if I can't make up some ground on you guys. All right, now we are all zero and one. So this is an, an easy one. Let's go ahead and get to uh, to five hundred. Texas A and M dash commerce at Old Dominion tomorrow, guys. Wait a minute, Texas A and M dash commerce is that a school? Yep. It's like we an will, offset uh, campus. All in favor of ODU, say aye. 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 Western Kentucky at Troy. Troy is a three and a half point favorite. Man, Troy is just hard to figure out, aren't they? Yeah. What are you What are you going to do, Scoop? I don't. Who, who did Western Kentucky beat in the bowl? Was it South Alabama or Troy last year, Luke? They beat South Alabama. They They beat South Florida, and then they beat a Houston Christian team. They got blown out at Ohio State last week. What Western Kentucky? Yes. Well, I'm going with Troy. I will too. I'll go with Troy at home. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Um, if it was a Sunbelt game, I wouldn't take them. But, yeah, we got Troy. I've got to you, too. i got to make up some ground. Virginia Tech at Marshall. Five-point favorite for the herd. 
Well, I'm going with Virginia Tech on this one. Me too. <laughs> the Gobblers. <laughs> I feel like road. Marshall's going to lay an egg, but I'm going for him. Virginia Tech uh, has not looked good at all. I'm going to go with Marshall. Georgia Southern, a six-and-a-half point favorite. Kind of surprising they're only six-and-a-half at Ball State. Yeah, the Eagles are good. I'll take the Eagles on the road. Yeah, I'll take uh, Georgia, Georgia Southern. Hat trick, Georgia Southern um, on the road. Central Michigan at South Alabama, Jags 15-point favorite. Uh, the Jags. All those in favor of the Jags? All in favor say aye. Hey, aye, I, aye. I'm yeah. just saying, do they, you know, they won real big at Stillwater. They sleep through this one. Uh, the Chippewas might cover 15, but I still think South Al wins. The Chippewas. What, is that an Indian tribe? It is. I'm offended. That they're, that they're not. They're I'm not offended. offended. Go ahead. Two losses to Michigan State and Notre Dame. So, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll take USA on the road. All right, App State. This was interesting. App State at Wyoming. And in Laramie, the Cowboys have already beaten Texas Tech earlier this year. Wyoming's a three-point favorite at home. You know what? I'm going with the Mountaineers. You're going to take App State. I'm taking App State. What are you going to take, Luke? There's a reason why I'm last, Kelly. Uh, yeah, but you always get to pick last because you make your determination based on what we do. So let I us really – okay, I picked Southern Miss against Florida State. Well, Don't that's talk true. to me. That's true. Go ahead. I'm going to take App State as well. I'm going to take the Cowboys. Yeah, see, okay. No, no, seriously, they 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 actually played Texas fairly well last week. Okay. So I'll take the Cowboys uh, at home. Okay. Nevada at Texas State. Texas State seventeen point favorite. Mm. Bobcats. Yeah, Bobcats. Yeah, I'll take Texas State as well. They're going to be Bob- a, they're going to be a handful here in in a week or three. Yeah, mm-hmm. unfortunately. This next game is the clash of the cultures. Buffalo at Louisiana. Cajuns nine and a half point favorite. I'm going with the Southern boys. Raging Cajuns. Yeah, they wouldn't come to that football down there. Louisiana, I think you got to dig them. Go, go Tigers. Cajuns. <laughs> go Tigers. <laughs> Did Orgeron ever coach at Louisiana? Who was that quarterback? That was the only thing you could remember is his quarterback's name. I don't love any idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, this is another interesting one, uh, non-conference game. James Madison goes out west to Blake Anderson's Utah State football team. Dukes are a six-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. i got to tell you, guys, I like the Dukes. They're they're pretty daggum good. I'm going with the Dukes of Earl. Yeah, but that's a long way to go. Pick, the, pick opposite. You guys need to separate yourselves from me. i got ground to make up here. Okay. All right. Utah, I mean – the, the the Dukes have got to lay an egg at some point. I think this might be it. I'm going to take Utah State. You're going to take Utah State? Yeah. I will, too. I'll take um, Blake Anderson mm-hmm. at home. So Bob has taken the Dukes. No, that's where I All right. start to catch up. Southern Miss, seven-point favorite in Jonesboro at Arkansas State. Southern Miss has never covered any of the games so far this year. But I'm telling you that they will cover this week. They will cover seven points. I am taking I Southern so. Miss to beat Arkansas State. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Golden Eagles. Go Eagles for the uh, fourth straight week. The only person I should add on the show that has picked Southern Miss every week. And I want you to know, Luke, since you're in the lead, the winner of this at the end of the year will get an autographed picture of Jimmy G. So you right now, right now you're on track to get it. 
And boy, are you going to have some questions to answer once you put that picture up. I, I thought that the winner would basically get their choice of a two ninety nine faked autograph picture off eBay of the athlete of their choice. Is that how that works? <laughs> Actually, if if you don't win, Bob and I get our choice of any one of the eight hundred pictures of Luke Johnson at K Rocks no that are kidding. up. On- <laughs> My goodness! Well, did you take those pictures down there and give <laughs> talk, them to him, Luke? They're talk like about at it. every corner. A shrine to Luke yeah. Johnson at K Rocks. Those yeah. uh, both were well. One was from the Claren Ledger. One was from Laurel Leader Call. But they're 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 you know they're when I was playing. There's something else in there too. I told you Rocky's like a second dad to me. Yeah, but yeah. one of them I think was actually a photo sent to them by ribprotector.com. Uh, yeah, <laughs> can, you know the food there was really good. Yeah, in it was. fact, it was so good. I think everyone that's employed by Super Talk in the Pine Belt showed up mysteriously. Isn't that a, wasn't that an odd wasn't that an oddity? Well, I mean, yeah. you know, good food people will go a long way for Bob. Thank no, you, thank you, the, Rocky. The uh, the Laurel staff was thoroughly represented i just want to let you know uh with all this jimmy g talk i've actually had a listener text me and said at least you don't have to pick between those two speaking of you and uh both of you guys because i don't think there would be a winner they would both be a loser that's for sure i can't argue i've been told many times i can't we have faces for radio there's little question all right we should mention now through uh last night bob getty 18 and 8 kelly sander 20 and 6 luke johnson 21 and 5 so Mm. i i mean there's gonna be some separation here i went with marshall you guys went with virginia tech you guys went with app state i went with wyoming Bob went with the Dukes. We went, uh, Kelly, you and me went with Utah State. So there will be some shakeups. How many road week. games did you take, Luke? How many road teams did you pick? Uh, none. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> Going with all no, the. I, home I teams. mean, we picked Southern Miss. Well, yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But you would have taken. And we picked Georgia Southern. Yeah, that's yeah. Georgia Southern's good, man. They're going to yeah. put up some points this year. I mean, Wyoming played. Wyoman lost thirty-one to ten to Texas, and that. It's kind of the same thought. You got two Eastern Coast teams going going out there and playing at you know weird times, and the internal clock gets messed up. And yeah, who knows what might. And happen. after the Eagles get done at uh, Jonesboro this Saturday, then the Eagles are home for a rare two game homestand. They got yeah, and that Texas State game is going to be tough. And Old Dominion's not going to be any pushover no, either. The, you know. No. All right, lots of high school. I think it was actually a game here in town last night, wasn't it? In Laurel Point, maybe Oak Grove. Oak Grove uh, caught fire in the second half and won it going away. But Will East will be with us on the Eagle Hour the next next segment to talk about all the great games that you'll be able to see across the great state of Mississippi. That's coming up next as a Friday's Eagle Hour rolls on. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back to the show, everybody. Fourth Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of the program. It'll be the place to be tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. If you want to watch Southern Miss at Arkansas State, then get yourself something good to eat, something cold to drink, and uh, they'll be on all the TVs. It'll be fun. Fourth Street Bar and Grill right in the shadow of the rock. 
Will East joins us every Friday. He is, of course, the co-host of the Super Talk High School Scoreboard Show and the program director for Super Talk Mississippi. And all right, before we get into high school, Will, we we, we have something here we're doing this afternoon, and and uh, we have a vote going on. Best quarterback, best looking quarterback in the NFL is Derek Carr or Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Without a doubt. There we go. Jimmy G's a runaway runaway winner, Kelly. So he's got a, maybe a movie career every, when he stops playing football, maybe. Mm-hmm. I bet he has a pretty <laughs> active social life, too, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, of course, he's going to need some money after, you know. You never know. Yeah, money's the problem with Jimmy G, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, we had a football game right across the street from us here last night. Oak Grove defeated Laurel. And uh, what are the big games on the slate tonight, my friend? We've got several big ones. Uh, I think the most interesting one right now is probably going to be Ocean Springs at Picayune uh, on the coast there. It's at Picayune. And the reason why it's interesting is because Ocean Springs is a little bit better than what we thought they were going to be. thought there was going to be a drop-off. They lost Bray Hubbard. Uh, their their head coach moves on to, pl- to coach at Gulfport now. So I, I thought there was going to be a little bit of drop-off. They seem to be much better than what I, I gave them credit for. To, and Picayune, on the other hand, Survived a real scare against Gulfport last week. They were down twenty-one to nothing in that game. I was Luke texted me that that score, and I was I literally did a double take. I was like, surely he's got that backwards, and then I looked it up, and no, he was right. Uh, Picking is going to be. I, I believe they're going to be without the services of uh, running back Chris Davis, who is a Stanford commit, uh, maybe one of the best running backs in the entire state. Does that bring them down to earth a little bit? That's the interesting thing there with Picayune. So tonight they'll host Ocean Springs. Another one on the coast, well, it's not on the coast, involving a coast team that's, that's really, really interesting to me is Gulfport at Brandon. Both teams are 2-2. Two and two. But if you look at it, Gulfport, those two losses by a combined, I believe, uh, eight points, something like that. They lost to that game against Picayune. Last week they were up 21 and nothing on them, and then they lost a, a really close game to Madison Central a few weeks ago. I think they're a much better team uh, than what their record indicates right now. They're playing some good football right now. And then Brandon, who a team that I, we all thought they were going to be just lighting up the scoreboards. It's been the exact opposite of that. It's been defense that's been leading the way. They have this hurry-up, you know, kind of old Miss-style offense. Last week against Warren Central, they just – they their last drive of the game was like a seven and a half minute long drive and it's thirteen plays and most of it was just rushing the ball down the down the field to win the game against Warren Central. So I think that's an interesting one as well. And you and I were talking a little bit earlier about uh, some other games that are going on tonight. We also have some bowl games. The toothpick bowl in Macon, Knoxville County, where Louisville will play Knoxville County. Folks, Louisville, I'm going to go out on a limb and say they're the best team in the state. They're a 4A school, okay? They beat Startville last week and scored, I believe, 17 unanswered points in the fourth quarter on Startville at Startville. Louisville is for real. You know, they're the defending 4A state champ, but I can't remember the last time where a team that was kind of in the middle of the classifications, you know, so a 4A school – is the best team in the state. There's been years where there was a 5A team when we had just six classifications was the best team in the state. But I think Louisville is the best team in the state right now, and they're playing their old rival, Knoxville County, in the toothpick bowl tonight. And Knoxville County's got one of the best offenses in the state 
right now. So I think that'll be a fun week. So why do we call it the Toothpick Bowl? There's just got to well, be a story. That's what everybody asks yeah. when I uh, when I tell them it's the Toothpick Bowl, and that's what they call it, the Toothpick Bowl. It's because of legendary head coach M.C. Miller, who was a longtime head coach at Knoxville County. He went over to Louisville, coached there for a long time, won some state championships there, and he was known or is known. He always has a toothpick in his mouth. Okay, whether he's quote encouraging a player to play better or quote informing a referee that they may have made a, an error, he always has that toothpick in his mouth. It's his signature, so they called it the Toothpick Bowl. When they uh, when when he went over to Louisville uh, back in 2010, and Will, I know that that Luke has some spe- specific other games to talk about, but I remember a few years ago when it was legal, so to speak, for the public schools to start playing some of the private schools. But you still don't see a lot of that going on, and I thought there would be more of that happening. Has that been a surprise to you that that hasn't happened more? Not really, uh, mainly because you, look, look at where your private schools are. The central part of the state, Jackson, Madison, Rankin County, you know, those areas, they have a bigger concentration of private schools. Of course, you have some in Hattiesburg and other big cities. But in, like, the north part of the state, where I'm from, they don't exist. There was no private schools where I grew up. They just don't, and they still don't exist. So those schools don't have the opportunity to play private schools unless somebody travels to the north part of the state. There's not as many private schools as you would think. Um, and to be honest with you, once you drop down past, what is it, 6A, whatever it is in MAIS, some of those schools are so small that I think it's, I think it's a difficult matchup. And so they, they just don't get scheduled as much. Yeah, that's reasonable. Kelly's on a good one tonight. Um, Jefferson Davis County at Raleigh. Yeah. Uh, That's going to be a good old, uh, just barn burner back and forth. I, I don't know if you knew this, uh, Will, yet, but my, my good buddy Todd Breland, who coached at, at Laurel, he is the head coach now of Wayne Academy. You know, he's uh, he's retired, but he's he's still coaching. They're three and two, um, and uh, so they get they got a game tonight that they should win. But Kelly, you're talking about like like public private cross out. Will next week? I don't I don't know if you've seen this one yet. Jackson Prep comes to Soso to take on the West Jones Mustangs. That's one to look forward to next week. So we will get some of that crossover a little bit before we hit region play. Well, we had one last week, of course, that was right. the most thrilling game in the state was uh, Oak Grove and MRA. I mean, uh, MRA played their hearts out in that game. Uh, John White's an amazing quarterback. Southern Miss is getting a, a gem there. This week, the interesting MAIS versus public school is uh, Hartfield. Academy, which is just down the road from where I am in Rankin County, they are playing Lafayette, the Commodores, for homecoming, which is, I mean, that's pretty brazen. Uh, And Hartfield's a good team. They might just win this game. They're 6-0 right now. Uh, And they got a really good defense, too. So I think that's an interesting. So we do have a few of these that are going on. I think that Jackson Prep versus West, that's going to be interesting. I like them because they're very interesting matchups. A lot of times these Private schools have really up-tempo offenses versus kind of, you know, West Jones, I think about defense, the kind of old school, you know, running the ball a whole lot. Yeah, West Jones tonight down in uh, Poplarville. We'll be that on WLAU. Uh, West Jones only allowed 23 points so the whole season. That that Hartfield game is interesting because there's two big commits for Southern Miss on that, including linebacker Chris Jones. So that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, we do have uh, the little Egg Bowl tonight, Oxford and, and Starkville. And then um, 
you know, one one right where uh, Bob and, and Kelly are, Summerall's at Hattiesburg tonight. And Hattiesburg kind of, after winning the Jug game, they've kind of snuck up, and, and I think they, they're inside the top 20 statewide. Yeah, they have. Uh, looking at that little egg bowl, that's always an interesting game because they used to be both in the same region, so it would also uh, sometimes be a playoff game. Uh, they're no longer in the same region anymore, but – uh, it's kind of kind of gone back and forth. You know, Starville will win one year, Oxford will win the next year. They've been doing that for about five or six years now. But both teams are on their heels right now. Oxford's really struggling, especially on offense. They have – so their quarterbacks, interesting situation there, uh, they're brothers, Mitchell Grandjean and Peter Grandjean. They're brothers. One's a sophomore, one's a senior. I've never seen that before. And they platoon. So I've never seen that before. <laughs> you know, two brothers – platooning at quarterback for a team, and they're going to be facing a Starkville team who just got absolutely shocked last week, and that lost to Louisville. Um, Starkville could still win it all. I, I'm not discounting that whatsoever, but that was really a statement game by Louisville, and Starkville's got some – they got to figure out some things. Bob, we uh, we should mention last night in JUCO ball, Holmes was soundly defeated. Uh, oh, unfortunately, no. they were away from the Bob Getty statue, so well, unable to it pull it out. When they're near the statue, they're inspired. But when they're away, they struggle for that. <laughs> and Will was talking about those Grand Jean boys. I remember their their uh, dad was on Captain Kangaroo, Mister Grand Jeans, wasn't? <laughs> that, no, you're just, you're just too Nobody's old. Nobody's gonna get that reference. Nobody's gonna understand that, Kelly. Nobody. <laughs> Will got uh, it. Will? Okay, Will did. Good for you, Will. All right, Will. High school scoreboard tonight at ten. What are we in store for? Uh, we're gonna talk about some of these games. How about some of these homecoming games, and then uh, give you a preview of some of the players of the year so far including a kid who had eight touchdowns last week in a losing effort. Wow, sounds good. Well, man, we appreciate your input on our program and uh, look forward to the show tonight at 10 o'clock. Thank you. Will East, everybody. Yeah, the host of the Super Talk. That's pretty good that he knew that. I'm surprised. Anybody Googling Mr. Grand Jeans now? And yeah, it's actually, I don't even know how to spell it, so I didn't even try. <laughs> well, it's actually Mr. Green Jeans. Mr. Green Jeans. There yeah. we go. All right, when we come back, there's a big basketball deal about to take place. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk uh, to John Aiken about that next. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Final segment from the Southern Bancorp Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training. Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Something to do this weekend with the Eagles out of town. Go see DBAT and D1. DBATHattiesburg.com. Final segment of the week. Luke, Bob, and Kelly. Southern Miss Volleyball falls in straight sets last night against South Alabama. They lost the last two sets by a combined four points. Good news is they get to uh, try to avenge that loss by taking on South Alabama tonight at 6 p.m. Of course, that match on ESPN+. Coach Moe's Lady Soccer Team defeated Troy last night on the road 2-1. to one. Lady Eagles are now tied for first place in the West Division. 
They will host Arkansas State at 1 p.m. on Sunday. Kelly. John Aiken joins us now. Coach Aiken, the former uh, head basketball coach at McNeese State, now has his own private fundraising company. He is organizing the big basketball fundraiser for the men's basketball team at Southern Miss. It will take place next Thursday night, the 26th, at the Convention Center in Hattiesburg. Coach Aiken, good afternoon. Welcome. Do you tell us about this uh, the big deal going down at the Convention Center next week that we'll see the Golden eagles actually wearing tuxedos that's right that's right yeah <laughs> really excited about it you know it's something that i brought to coach ladner uh back in april i guess it was really right around easter it was a uh, that good friday weekend and uh was trying to figure out what my next thing would be after i got let go of mcneese and he and i just started talking and brainstorming and this was an event that i had done uh, for mcneese for the last several years and it had a ton of success, and so we were really excited about it, really kind of taking the template that we had used at McNeese and just bringing it over to Hattiesburg, and uh, we've had a great response. Uh, we've got great, I mean, fantastic auction items. I'm really excited about the items that we're going to have up to bid, and should be a, a just a fantastic night for Southern Miss basketball. Okay, so you buy your so you buy your ticket to this event, and we'll get to that as to how you do it in a moment. But you get your ticket, you go in, and then what? I know there's going to be live music, but then what? Yeah, so the doors are going to open at five thirty uh, there at the convention center, right in the main entrance. Uh, we're going to have their big hall there. We're going to have a cocktail hour set up uh, that first hour, five thirty to about six thirty. Uh, we've sold uh, several high-level sponsorships where we'll have a VIP. Coach Tim Floyd is going to be our guest speaker, so he's going to be there for the VIP hour with Coach Ladner, and uh, a couple of the players will be in that VIP area. All of the players will be dressed in tuxedos, mingling. Uh, we're going to have silent auction items. Uh, we'll have an acoustic uh, girl playing starting at 530, kind of setting the tone for the evening. And then uh, starting at six thirty, we'll kind of call everybody into the into the main room. Uh, we'll we'll have a, a great dinner. Uh, I think there's a couple of course meal that we're having served, and then uh, Coach Floyd will give a speak. Uh, we'll introduce each of the players, kind of like a midnight madness, where they'll each get their little moment uh, to be introduced to the fan base, and then we'll go right into a live auction. We have probably twenty twenty one live live auction items. And then we'll end the night with Lloyd Munn. Lloyd Munn is a, a local guy that plays all over Hattiesburg and really all over the, the Gulf Coast, and he's going to shut it down. Just uh, a good opportunity to, to party, and uh, we really want it to be a celebration of not just the championship they won last year, but the start of the official practice season starting next week. We know him as Hurricane Lloyd Munn, and his, his band that sometimes is with him is Hurricane Lloyd Munn and the Feeder Band which I kind of like that Hurricane Lloyd and the feeder band. Get it, Bob? I think I do, yes. <laughs> okay. I, I, don't, I don't know how difficult it would be, though, to find tuxedos for two seven-footers that the Eagles have this year, Coach. I know. Well, we're fortunate. You know, um, the, the guys over at Floyd's Formal uh, were very uh, gracious to work with us, and we had uh, got, them, got the team over there. Uh, shoot, I guess it was late August, early September, to make sure that they were fitted. And I don't know if they had to go – fly some suits some tuxes in from other parts of the country or what but uh they're able to get it done and so we're gonna have i think it's 19 total all the players and uh student managers are going to be dressed in tuxedos obviously black tuxedos with a gold uh vest and tie so they'll, they'll be looking sharp all right come one come all next thursday night at the convention center the 26th of september how do we get our tickets if we haven't already 
So a couple different ways. Uh, probably the, the easiest way is to get in touch directly with me. Uh, you can do that. I'll give you my phone numbers, area code 337-292-6265. Or if you search to the top tip-off celebration uh, on your on Google, there is an Eventbrite link that will take you to the event, and you can purchase tickets online. Uh, and so people are able to do one of those two things. But right now, with it being so close to the event, the best way is to reach out to me directly, and I can help guide people to get in the door. Uh, right now we're going to have probably 51 to 52 tables sat, which means we're sitting about 400-plus people. So it uh, should be a really, really good event. John, thank you very much. We look forward to it. Uh, we love Jay Ladner and the guys, and uh, we appreciate what you're doing for our basketball program. Thank you, sir. Thank you guys for having me on. I love talking with Mississippi folk, and this has been, a, this has been fun. So thank you, guys. All right, John Aiken, everybody. Don't forget, it's next Thursday night. Get your tickets now. Should be fun. Hey, Bob. To the top tip. Yes, sir. Tip off celebration. I will agree on this. Will East sent this to me, and I agree. Otto Graham was the scariest quarterback of all time. (laughs) The galloping ghost. And Y.A. Tittle was the oldest-looking quarterback of all time. I will agree with those. Remember the great picture with the blood pouring down his head? That was was when football was. That was a real man. All right. We appreciate everybody listening. We we don't say that enough, but we really do thank you for all the comments and all of you guys that approach us in public. Please continue to love meeting you, and we thank you for everything you do. Will Hall and Lee Roberts on the show Monday. This is where you go to get analysis of the football game. Until then, Southern Miss. To the the top. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.